This episode of What's the Story podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels and is now available in USA, Canada, the UK, Australia, New Zealand and the EU. We have an exclusive offer for all of our listeners today. When you head over to manscaped.com, use the code WTSPOD and you'll get 20% off and free shipping. So go on ahead, join the movement and the 2 million men worldwide who already trust Manscaped. Did you know one bloke every hour, every day is diagnosed with testicular cancer? Testicular cancer is the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35. And this month Manscaped are working with the Testicular Cancer Society to spread awareness for men's health and early cancer detection. In addition to providing the right tools and solutions for safe and easy grooming, we're encouraging you to check yourself at least once a month and if you find anything that seems untoward, any lumps, bumps, anything painful, any new swelling, get it checked out properly. Give your doctor a call and make sure that nothing sinister is brewing. Together, the Testicular Cancer Society, Manscaped and WTS Pod are all committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer that's affecting these young men. We're also giving support to fighters, survivors and families of impacted by testicular cancer as part of the We Save Balls initiative. So make sure that you're checking yourself regularly, you're keeping yourself looking fresh and tidy by using those Manscaped tools and remember, when you join the Manscaped movement, you're taking care of your balls in more ways than one. Head on over to manscaped.com to learn more and also use the code WTSPOD at checkout and you'll get 20% off and free shipping. Your balls will thank you. Hello everybody and welcome to WTS 235. My name is Danny Murray. I'm Brian Merrigan. How are you, Danny? I'm doing good, Carol. I'm doing good. How are you, my friend? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad at all. That's it, man. That's it. It's. Uh, I always find the week after a bank holiday feels much longer than it is. Yeah, definitely. Struggled this week. Really struggled this week. Uh, but, but doing good, though, man. You know, a bit of sunshine, long evenings. That all adds up. That all helps. Absolutely adds up. And as we're recording, we're recording on Wednesday. I'm actually off well, Thursday, Friday. So um, so my week is short, even though I do agree with you the week after uh bank holiday, you're kind of going, Oh jeez, this week ever gonna end. And, and nice plan for a couple of days off, you're just chilling. Um no, I have to go to the Iron Air Hospital Thursday and Friday. Jesus, right grand. Yeah. Just re-, re rescheduled appointments. Because I've got that keratoconus thing. Right. Or as my, as my granddad likes to call it. You've got keratoconus. <laughs> Those nobody wants. <laughs> it's a thing. I have to wear contact lenses to correct. Yeah. Me blurry vision. It's not my eyesight deteriorating. It's something with the cornea. So you keep an eye on that every year. And it was um, two rescheduled appointments. One to keep an eye on that. Make sure it hasn't deteriorated. And the second one is with the contact lens, gentlemen. So we'll probably be getting a new pair of contact lenses. 
lovely. You'd be able to see. You'll have unreal ultra HD vision. I'm going to say, man, it'd be basically, you'd be like Sky HD out there. like Ah, stopping the eyeballs. It's unreal. <laughs> but I'd always, I, I always wanted to wear glasses in the sense of it's easier than contact lenses. Do you know what, right? Because I've wore glasses now since I was about 16. And I wore them when I was a kid, kid. And then I stopped for a while because they were doing me now good. And I was like, what the fuck's the point? And then uh, me, me good eye, as it were, started to get bad. So I was like, all right, better start wearing fucking glasses again. I'm wearing them ever since. <laughs> but uh, I, I tried contact lenses, but I'm just terrible with the whole finger in the eye thing. And I fucking... Yeah. It's, it, took can, me about, it took me six months to get the, the hang of it. I, I, can do, I can put the contact in, but it's taking the contact out is where I go fucking... Oh man, I'm just stabbing myself in the eye like. <laughs> it's a shit show. <laughs> Dry eye infections every two, two or three weeks when I was doing it. Oh man, I'm telling you. Washing them properly and because mine were in throwaways, mine were take them out at night, you wash them and yeah. put them in the in the washer, and then you'd rinse them the next morning, you put them back in. So mine were every, like mine are glass yokes. Yeah, yeah. So they're not the throwaways or the monthlies, which would be great, like, but um. But the, I remember, like when you're in the eye near hospital, you're first getting contact lenses. They don't let you leave until you've done it at least three times, in and out, in and out. I yeah. must have been there for about an hour and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm brutal. Like I just, and, yeah. and then the longer it takes you, like I mean, palms are getting sweaty, and in the end, I'll, <laughs> no, I'll just, I'll stick it to the glasses. But I, I'll go yeah. off it. Like I, I tell you what, put the fucking fear in me. I've heard horror stories of them, and I don't know how true they are. It's just one of those urban myths kind of thing. Like, did you hear? Don't go in behind your eye and into your brain. No, not into your brain. But I've heard that like they can go up and get stuck. Ah, uh, they can get stuck. Yeah, might have got stuck before. Like if I go for a nap in the afternoon, sometimes I've woken up. It hasn't happened that often now, but and it's up my eyelids, and you have to kind of just. You have to just keep pressing or rubbing your eye, and then it just falls back into place. Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't. It's pretty tedious. Yeah, I'd absolutely be panicking, man. I wouldn't be able. For I that first got them in the first time we went to Vegas. Right, that was your first time with contacts. Yes, and it was a shit show because it was brutal putting them in and out, and I lost them. They fell out of me eye when I was drunk. We were, I think it was after the fights or maybe after the weigh-ins and we were, I was sharing a room with your brother. Yeah. And we were going back to get showered to go back out. And as I was getting showered, I fell out of my eyes onto the ground and I was pissed drunk. And I was on my knees in the shower in the wet room trying to find the two contact lenses. I did find them in the end. Jesus. Ah, it's a shit show. Because yeah. they're cost a fortune. I, I can't wear glasses though because glasses don't correct my vision. You can't find the lens to correct the vision. It's only contact lenses on the eyeball that correct the vision. That's mad. Every day is a school day. Yeah, it's a bit... I remember being in Specsavers and they're like, we don't have a lens for you. We're going to have to refer you to... It's not an optician, is it? Yeah, That's the one. Yeah, I can't say the word. Optometrist? Yeah, optometrist. Jesus, like I, I really struggled there, man, to get that fucking. Yeah, thing. But, uh, had, to, had to be referred to one of those, and then he said, "Yeah, you've got a tetanus." Lovely, lovely. Well, at least, at least that is like at least you don't have to go around with like a monocle or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that'd be class, actually. 
that's it. Yeah, the fucking Bally Black Bandit. Who was your man with the monocle down there? Yeah. Really class, man. That's it. But yeah, look, I don't know, man. We've no guests this week. Just yourself, myself. So we're just going to have an hour waffle and see what happens. And uh, we've just spent what, about fucking seven minutes waffling about contact lenses. <laughs> just as well. It was um, two, two boxes of magnums in Dunn's for a fiver. And you get five magnums in a box. So I got white chocolate and mint magnums. And they're oh, a taste Mint magnums, man. A taste sensation. Yes, very much so. Um, I think mint is my favourite. Like, I was getting, do you know what, like, like Gino's Gelato or one of those kind of places. Mint chalk chip would all Yeah, massive. Be. I'm a mint chalk chip and a honeycomb guy. That's, yeah. Love a bit of the old honeycomb ice cream, but like it was getting yeah. like like mint magnum, mint carnetto, mint feast when you can find one. Unreal. One sec. Dogs at the bollocks. One sec. All right, no worries. Dan, sorry. Downside of dogs. Every so often you have to go and you have to sort them out. Sugsy American running riot in Glenavon Park is. We'll be right back to our guest, but first we got to take a quick word from our sponsors, Manscaped. Now, we already know that Manscaped are the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming. And we already know that they offer the precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. We're part of the 2 million men worldwide who are already trusted Manscaped, and our town halls have been immaculate for quite some time. But what I'm really here to say today, and what I'm really happy with, is to work with a company that's doing so much to help support something like the Testicular Cancer Society and to help spread awareness for men's health and early cancer detection. Testicular Cancer Society and Manscaped are committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men ages 15 to 35 with their We Save Balls initiative. So when you're down there and you're giving yourself your trim using your Manscaped products such as the Lawnmower 3.0 or Crop Preserver or Crop Reviver, give yourself a check for any lumps, any bumps, any swelling or any pain. If something seems unusual, get it checked out. Manscaped recommend checking yourself once a month. So make sure you're doing it, lads. And if anything is sinister, if anything's there, catching it early is really important. Check yourself regularly and make sure that you're not only keeping yourself neat and tidy, but you're keeping yourself safe too. Head on over to manscaped.com to learn more. And remember, when you use the code WTSPOD at checkout, you'll get 20% off and free shipping. Now, back to our guest. Salted caramel magnums. What about them? That's straight back in. No kissing. But hang on. What was Suggsy up to there now? Suggsy um, is he hears voices in other rooms, and he wants to be with those people. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Instead of being on his own in his bed. So he's hearing you. He's hearing you in in having having a podcast chat, and he's like, "Why am I in there on?" This award-winning podcast that he never shows up about. Yeah. And me, Dan, Carl, the sitting room, which I didn't know they were in the sitting room. Ah, <laughs> very good, very so, good. Um, but he want, yeah, he wants to be in the sitting room on, on the on the rug or on the sofa. Yeah. But he, cause Carl had him out in like an hour and a half walk, so. Yeah. It's a, it's a brash. Lie down there. Tomorrow, Danny. Salted caramel magnums. Suggsy's won tomorrow. Oh, is he? Yeah. Jesus, it was a quick year. We don't, we don't have him a year. We have him a year in June. Yeah. 
fucking hell, it was a quick year. I can still remember when you yeah. started, when you started looking for the dog and all that. Man, is that? Yeah, man, tell me what. You gonna have a little, you gonna have a little birthday party for him? I'll get him. I'll get him some of that doggy old friend. That's yeah, yeah. We we always do a little treat. Well, we forgot Callie's birthday, uh, but we always try to do something for them. Like we had to get them a little doggy ice cream, a little doggy cupcake. Sit around the table saying happy birthday to them. <laughs> doggy cupcake. What's in the doggy cupcake? I don't know. It's just like it's just a sweet treat that like it doesn't have stuff in it that'll harm the dog kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, get them. I'd always get them something, some sort of tree for their birthday. How many times a day are your dogs fit? Twice, once in the morning, once in the evening. And they might get a treat then some point during that. Around lunchtime or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Or if I'm doing if I'm doing a lot of playing with them and they're they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, I'll be rewarding that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um are you on the dry field? Yeah, yeah. So we'd give them we give them half raw, half dry. Um so you usually get like a scoop of kibble and then a topper and the topper will either be uh, like raw meat or it'll be like just a load of veg kind of mixed in with it. Like. And like when you say raw meat, just like like you get that in the shopping or you get it off a specialty dog? No, no just, get it, just get it in the, either in the butcher or down the shop. Like. Right. Um, so yeah, we give them, we give them, uh, you can give dogs raw chicken bones but you can't give them cooked chicken bones because the, right. the bone is cooked apparently it's weaker so it could like slice their, their, the inside of their neck or whatever right. but uh, raw chicken bones so we give them chicken legs and chicken drumsticks and they fucking love them love them, them do they? yeah freeze them and then take them out of the freezer and I give them I usually give them about 10 minutes in, in hot water just so that they don't break their teeth on it like and right mild them mild them they do so but yeah that's that's how we give them every so often we give them a bit of cheese they love cheese so yeah, yeah he loves he likes cheese yeah but, uh, I, I mix a bit of like uh, boiled chicken and yeah. food because sometimes he just wouldn't eat the, uh, the, the dry dog food if there wasn't anything in it like oh 100 the airs are the same yeah they, so they, I, I mix it with Boiled chicken or a bit of salmon. Yeah, yeah. Airs have gone off the fish now. They well, we used to give them. We'd, we'd get like either like a tin of mackerel or whatever. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. And throw that in with it, but they kind of they've kind of gone funny with fish now. They're, they're, I think it seems because they're spoiled. Like they'll they'll a bit of smoked salmon on the go and they'll sniff it out and they'll they'll fucking beg for it. Like you know what I mean? But, Will they? Oh yeah. Hungas, Mero. They're hungas. Like you know what I mean? Three. Yeah. yeah. Three heifers I've got, like. So. Uh, back to Magnums, Danny. Yeah. I haven't tasted the salted caramel one. I've seen it on the ad, but every time I'm in the ones, they're not available in multi-pack. Yeah. So, well, I haven't had them myself, but I'm a fan of salted caramel. I am too. When did that come about, like? When did salted caramel become? I feel like, I feel like Paul Howard would have an opinion on this. It seems like a very Celtic tiger kind of thing, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It seems like an avocado. Yeah. It, it feels like something that definitely wasn't around in our childhood in the 90s. But certainly by the time I was 21, 22, I can remember salted caramel being a thing. And that's peak Celtic Tiger. like Peak, absolutely peak. So, I don't know, but I'm a fan of it. I like it. I, I, yeah, I, I like it. Galaxy. Galaxy have a salted caramel bar that I'm a big fan of. Kit Kat. 
senses. One of them. Yes. Kit Kat senses are so <laughs> underrated, man. So underrated. They're unreal. I can only ever find them in the Aldis. I oh, don't know. I'd, I'd see them in Tesco quite often. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Aldi's, Aldi cinnamon buns. Lads, I, can't, I don't know if you've talked about oh, this on the podcast. I don't I know. Back on to them this weekend. Oh, my word. Like, myself and Merlo have been searching for a decent cinnamon bun since Vegas five years ago. And only in the last few months have we found, I would say, a nine out of ten cinnamon bun. And it's in Aldi. And all you do is, is pop nine it. out of ten. You pop it in the microwave. I, I, they say 10 seconds on the pack. I give it 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. And I took your advice and gave it to me. And the middle of it has been piping hot. And, and it's gorgeous. Unreal. I kept saying, I, I met, I was walking the dog and I met Karen and Mark Brock. Uh, and they were on their way to the Aldi's. Yeah. And I said, do you want to treat yourselves? And they said, oh, yeah. And I said, get yourself Aldi cinnamon buns. It said me and me were looking for cinema ones everywhere, and they didn't. They don't taste as good as these. And you know what, Danny? We paid for that sensational cinnamon bun we got in Vegas in the food court, the MGM. We paid six fifty for yeah. the six dollars fifty cents for the cinnamon bun. Yeah. In the in the great Aldi's, you get a two for one euro sixty eight cent. Unreal, man. What the fuck? Unreal. They're the taste sensation, and and well, thankfully, I don't think we have many listeners in Port Leash because the locals sound like me. So <laughs> there, won't, there won't be a run in, in Aldi Port Leash, but Aldi in the border, there might be a run on cinnamon buns uh, off the back of this. Yeah, but get them and thank us later. Do, do, tweet us at WTS Pod if you know what we're talking about because they are, they deserve credit, and, and I want Aldi to know this. And our Manscaped deal is running up, so if Aldi wants us to, uh, Promote cinnamon buns. <laughs> we will promote cinnamon buns. Or if Magnum wants us to promote Magnums, we will promote Magnums. Yeah. Now, you mentioned avocados a second ago there, Meryl, right? Oh, yeah. The other day on, on the Instagram, I asked people to, to give us a shot of their unpopular opinions, right? Yeah. Avocados came up frequently. Uh, avocados taste like soap. Avocados are rotten. Anyone who who likes avocados on toast can get the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever said avocado is a good food deserves a kick in the hole. (laughs) Love it. So how do you feel about avocados? Exactly how those contributors feel. Yes, so that is not an unpopular opinion, folks. Yes, they're 100% in the right. Do you want a few more of these? Yeah, but do you know what's the biggest fad? What? Poached eggs and, to- and avocado on toast. You know, right. It's vile. It's vile. I went on a rant about this a while ago because every time I logged onto Instagram, all I was fucking seeing were videos <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. of people cutting into an egg. I don't care if your egg is gooey or not, you fucking cretin. <laughs> right, let's, let's remain positive. Yes. Um, what are people saying? Right. Uh, popular opinion number two: cats are better than dogs. Nonsense. That that is. I, I do have time for cats, but they're not better than dogs. That is somebody who 
who knows this podcast. Yeah, exactly. They've, they've listened to us talking about air dogs. They've listened to Gary Mackle talking about the two wonderful dogs he has down there, being like briars after being to the groomer. They've heard Paul Howard talk about Humphrey. They've heard the stories of you meeting up with Keith Kelly, friend of the show, and Duke. This is somebody who is deliberately targeting us as dog lovers to try and incite hatred. And we're not falling for it. Yeah, yeah they're contrarians as well. Yeah, we, we won't fall for that. You know who you are. And listen, all I'm saying is you've had your 15 seconds and it's over now. Don't ever text me again. Blocked and unfollowed. You're going <laughs> to love this next one, Graham. Oh, no. I have and will continue to vote for Leo Varadkar. Oh my god. That's a contrarian. <laughs> I know, you've literally just done an eye roll and you're like, I'm not commenting on this, Dan. Move along. How, how can you still vote for Leo Radcar after the last 12 months? This, this person, I think. Like you said to me the other day uh, privately, um, how any minister is going to hold on to their job after this 12 months? Yeah, I, I have. Well, the, 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 that I think does go down as an unpopular opinion. Do that you, is definitely an unpopular opinion, and I don't. I do, do. You know the person? I do. And were you surprised that they voted for Leo Varadkar? Uh, was I surprised? You know what? I'd say I wasn't. I wasn't surprised. I was disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe them when they say they're going to vote for Leo Radcliffe in the future? A hundred percent. They live in Blanchardstown, but they don't refer to it as Blanchardstown. Ah, uh, well, see, there's the issue. Get away from me. <laughs> uh, okay, next one then. Um, I miss lockdown. The slower pace has been a blessing, and I don't think I could ever go back. Hmm, um, slower pace is good, but I'm think- sick of it. I think there's an element of truth in that, though. I don't think that's an unpopular yeah. opinion. I think that's a kind of... I don't think anybody wants it to go back to how it was. We've seen that things can be... Especially in terms of, like, a work-life balance, for example. The genes yeah. out of the bottle there. The rat race is dead now. Yeah, which but, is a great thing. But, but, but in terms of the lockdown, I'm not happy about not seeing me man. Nah. I'm not happy about yourself and myself having seen each other in the flesh in over a year. Yeah, and you know, man, that how often would you see them pre-pandemic? Once a week? Uh, pre-pandemic, yeah, I'd I'd be up a good. I'd say at least at least two, three times a month. But I'd like to go up every weekend. You know. Yeah. Um, and I'd say since March last year, I have seen my parents less than ten times. And and hello, what have you seen, Jono? I've seen Jono. I would say about five times. Right. I can actually hang on I'll tell you I can actually count John Ops, right? so March lockdown came in first wave of restrictions John o had just moved into his new house uh, so I've seen John o, I've seen him in June I've seen him in I think it was August I've seen him didn't see him again until Christmas I've seen him I've seen John o four times like I'm lucky in that all my extended family live in Ballyrack yeah so like my aunt lives in the same estate before yeah. when I'm walking the dog, you know. So I've seen them when I wanted to see them um, at a distance, obviously. But um, I liked elements of the, the kind of the slow pace. I've liked elements of finding out that 
like I remember in I remember hearing of people that not in my job or you know, but I've heard people in other jobs where they've said, Oh, my manager won't let me work from home Monday and Tuesday, so I have to go in. And now that manager has no choice but to let that person work from home yeah. because yeah. now people can do it. Do you know what I mean? That's um, it. I still think people miss the office though. I still think enough people miss the office that you won't see a huge decline in traffic. Like. I don't think you'll see a huge decline. I do think what you'll see is more people splitting their week and doing say, yeah, but, but at the same time, I do, I, I think the vast majority of people have kind of gone, do I really want to sit for an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening on the M50? No. no, absolutely not. I work seven to three and my office is five minutes from my house. So when we're when this shit show is over and it will be over, I'm gonna go in and work seven to twelve and then yeah. work the afternoon from home. I'll walk Suggsy at twelve, half twelve, one o'clock, whatever for an hour, and then work from home for the rest of the afternoon. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm I'm declaring that not an unpopular opinion, but a, a little bit of a half truth maybe. Yeah, and it's a good discussion point as well. Yeah, def- definitely. Fair play to you for sending that in. Um, right, okay. The Game of Thrones finale, sorry, Game of Thrones final season was actually decent. That my brother? <laughs> no, it's not. No. Um, did, you watch, I, did you watch it? I finished Game of Thrones at season, Game of Thrones at season three. Um, some point at season three because there was just too much going on. I mean, so you, you, you didn't stay with it till the end anyway? No. I, I love Game of Thrones. I absolutely, the final season, I was gagging for it and I felt as though I remember, yeah. Brilliant seasons were undone with two or three lazy episodes. The ending was absolutely muck. No, not having that. That, 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 that is a, it's not an unpopular opinion, it's a stupid opinion. So you did you didn't think the finale was good? I thought it was sure. I thought it was a cop out. Yeah, lazy. And do you t- do you think that's because they didn't wait for the writer to finish his book? No, I, I, I don't think that was it. I think it was like they hurried it. It was like they they had actually. I think now that I'm saying this, I think I think the lads who wrote were writing the final season of Game of Thrones were contracted to write a new Star Wars movie, and then they got sacked from writing the Star Wars movie when it came out that they. They brought the deadline of Game of Thrones forward to, I could be wrong, some, some internet nerd who's listening will correct me on that. At WTS pod. Put me in my place I'm wrong there, lads. Dono it, will. I felt hurried. I felt hurried. <laughs> Dono, wrong. Dono put in your face. He loves putting people in their place, with Dono. I know, yeah. Um, and speaking of people who love justice, then, Superman is better than, now they have said, they've, they've put this in very derogatory terms. I'm going to translate it. Superman is better than Batman. They didn't call him Batman. They called him far worse than that. Superman better than Batman. I enjoyed Batman far better. Yeah, I agree. I hate Superman. Hate him. Think, think it's stupid. I'll never, ever, ever buy into a superhero who was unrecognizable because they wear spectacles. <laughs> That's the only difference. That's um, it. It's mad... Like when the Batman, the Nolan Batman movies came out, like I didn't get sucked into all the other superhero films because I just wasn't really into it as a kid. Um, but I loved the Batman ones. Yeah, and I don't know why. Why? Like, I wonder why I like them and not Spider Man or or 
any of the others. Iron Man or I enjoyed Transformers actually. Oh, I didn't get into Transformers at all. I loved. One, I enjoyed Trans- the first two. Yeah. You know what? I loved the Christopher Nolan Batman films. Yeah, I'm with you. But I'm. Yeah, like if 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 I was just bored and flicking through the channels and there was a, a Marvel film on, like ninety percent of them, I'd leave on. I'd just be like, "Yep, that do me." But there's these geeks that will be like, um, "Oh, like they love all the other superhero movies, and because everyone absolutely adores the Nolan Batman movies, they'll say." Oh, they're crap, and there's there's so many yeah, uh, the, yeah, so many yeah. mistakes in them, and there's nothing made sense. It's like, hold on, it's a movie about a superhero. Like, yeah, no, nah, I I like them. I like the Batman films. Why? Why was in in a scene on underground? Why was the detective's uh, suit when he went in? His shirt was was soaking wet, and when he came out, it was dry. His off, like <laughs> continuity. People are keen yeah. that stuff. Uh, right, we'll do, we'll do one or two more of these. Um, coffee is rotten. I like the smell of coffee. I can see why people would say that, to be honest with you. I, I think I, I drink coffee to get me going more so because I do like, you know, if I'm adding a bit of syrup to it, that's a different story altogether. If what I'm syrup adding, would you add to it? I'm adding a little bit of hazelnut or a little bit of caramel to give it a little bit of a, you know, like an old hazelnut latte, like I'm all for that. But, really? And can you like really taste hazelnut? Oh yeah, absolutely. And you make them at home? Yeah, yeah, you can get your own little syrup. The same syrup you'd get if you were in Costa or another popular coffee shop. And you... Uh, Unreal. And you said, I'll have a hazelnut latte, please. Love the little squirty, squirty bottle. You can get them for your house. So have a few of them there. I, I never took the coffee. I, I, when I take it, I take, uh, I take cappuccinos or a latte. Yeah, cappuccinos are nice, yeah. Sometimes I just get like loads of anxiety with them. <laughs> <laughs> just get the jitters. The yeah, I get the yeah. jitters like mad. It's like, and then you nonstop. Yeah. Like I can tell with you sometimes and other friends with the nonstop audio notes of rabbit hole scenarios. And I know you've been on coffee. Yeah. Like if I've gotten three or four audio notes from you in a row without me replying. I know you've had a coffee binge. They generally come on a Saturday morning about eight in the morning. Yeah, yeah. or I have separation anxiety. It's one or the other, isn't it? Unpopular <laughs> <laughs> uh, opinion though, is it? Uh-huh. Is that an unpopular opinion though? That coffee's right. I don't, I don't know if it is an unpopular opinion because like a lot of people dislike coffee. Mm. I think but a lot of people take it to get the people going though. I think so. I think people need that little in the morning, you know? Um, I should just take the decaf so I don't get the jitters. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, but right, okay, coffee is rotten. So then, right, do you know how, whatever about the drink, would you take coffee slice, for example? Yes, I would. Okay, so, so the taste of coffee isn't necessarily putting you off. So then, I want to put this down as unpopular opinion because coffee okay. flavor has worked its way into biscuits, into cake, into... Yeah, yeah. I'll put that down some popular opinion. Um, right, we, we do, remember to... Ina, do you remember uh, Ina Kortz, Coffee Slices? And... O- Ina Stars, Tony? Yeah, his Coffee Slices and, and Eclairs. And... I, I, I remember the Eclairs. I don't remember the Coffee Slice. And I remember the cold... The Swiss Rolls. The Swiss Rolls he got. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah. And the cold slaw, man. Tony's cold oh. slaw. Cold slaw and the ham. The corned yeah. beef. Oh. 
unreal. As corned beef, even the corned beef was top notch out of town. Oh. I think and he, the, had, he, he had lilt by the can. He did have lilt by the can, that's right. I think it was the cigarette ash. There was a, a certain amount of cigarette ash used to hang off a cigarette. There's <laughs> that danger of falling into their coleslaw. And I'm, I'm convinced some of it did, and that was the secret ingredient. Deadly. Uh, long live Wine of Stars. Uh, yes. Now, there's been a, there was a few unpopular opinions. Uh, so there's more than one sent in about the same topic that I'm not sure it can be an unpopular opinion. But nonetheless, there was a few along the lines of this. Guinness tastes like arse. It's absolutely oh, disgusting. Guinness tastes better, not from the tap in a pub, but when you're pouring it at home yourself. Oh. Guinness tastes like absolute arse. Also, gin is rotten. And people started, <laughs> people started drinking it. Like, oh, there's a gun. People started drinking it for Instagram pics only. Hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't disagree with that. That last bit. But Guinness is not is not. No, I like, like a point of Guinness. I do like a point. Yeah, I like a, I like a cold Guinness. Yeah, yeah, a good point of Guinness. When you get a good point of Guinness. Oh, it's sensational. Like, like you, you do, you can tell the difference between a good point and a bad point. You just can't. Yeah. First mouthful, you're like, yes. You know? The, the best Guinness I had was in the pub beside Baker Street. Yeah. Can't the life me remember the name of the pub. That we need Donald Fallon here for pub knowledge. I know, yeah. And when I had two mouthfuls out, I was like, oh my God, this is gorgeous. Do you know what, actually? I had a pint of Guinness in Chiang Mai in Thailand in an Irish bar in the jungle. Yeah. And it was absolutely sensational. And the man behind the bar told me, like, it wasn't a big keg of Guinness. It was like one of those. Um, Add water, uh, add syrup or something like that. Right, right. So it wasn't actually a, a, like a keg of Guinness yeah, for a yeah. second. It was like, oh, we just add the water and it's, we get the syrup and all of it. I didn't know what the fuck he was on about, but it was absolutely sensational. You ever take the West Indies bottle of Guinness? No, I haven't, no. no. It's supposed to be superb now. You can get it in the off-license. Oh, I must yeah, know. I don't know. I do often see all right. Like, I might every so often I pick up a few, few cans of Guinness or whatever then. You often see there's all different varieties, but I always just go for the the original, the classic, you know? Yeah, massive. But they've taken the widget out now, I think. From the can, did someone say there from the can is better than They just the said the one, the, one, the one you pour at home is better than... The keg? Yeah. yeah. I don't know about that. I'll tell you, I'll tell you off air who that was. All right. <laughs> tell me the Leo one off air as well. Uh, I don't know if you'd know them, but I will. I will. All right. All right. Um, yeah, I think right. That's that's enough. Uh, I don't even think most of them were unpopular opinions. To be honest with you. Yeah. They were just they were just opinions. Yeah. Anyway. Um, what yeah. would you say be an unpopular opinion? McDonald's breakfast is shy. Have you tasted the ham and cheese toasties? I have tasted the ham and cheese to- toasty. Uh, the lovely Oksana is a big fan of them. They're lovely. I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't take them at all now. I wouldn't. They're, they're, I love hash browns and I hate oh, no. McDonald's hash brown. Hate it. I, I never took the hash browns and CKFC oh, hash browns and burgers, they're animals. Oh stop a zinger tower that you're not only man. <laughs> <laughs> With a hash brown 
you can get hash brown potato waffles and I, they, in this house they've taken over from regular board soy potato waffles. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, 12 getting potato waffles. But man, I'm telling you, when you're, you're in a hurry for lunch, I like, you know what? Few, few beans and a few waffles. Done. The real, the real Saturday Bally Rack dinner back in the 90s. It is, waffles, yeah. It is. Fried eggs. Yeah, a few fish fingers and waffles there, and away you go. Like, I never took the fish fingers now. Would you, would you have, would you ever have like a, like a Donegal catch fillet, a cod or anything like that? Like, not for a long, long time. Oh, yeah. I, I, I tend to order if I'm eating out, which I haven't done over the year, but yeah. I would probably order fish. I don't really eat fish at home. Interesting. So, like, yeah, I, I bought um, tempura prawns from right. a stronger last summer and they were absolutely sensational. Put them in the air fryer for eight minutes, a bit of toy yeah. sweet chili sauce and a bit of salad. It was sensational. Yeah, I can't, I can't take the prawns. I can't take them at all. Can you not? No, no. No. Do you like fish? Like, ah, don't you catch them? Fish fingers aren't really fish, but do you like fish? <laughs> I, I'm very plain. Very like, like I'd eat fish and chips, say from a chipper, or with the order fish and chips though. Uh, ah, over a like oh, rarely now. I'd say probably like twice twice in a year. I might go. Do you know what? I fancy an owl fish and chips, like. You know, or uh, your man, do you know that say fish down on the pier? Ah, oh, sensational. That, the, the fish the tips with the, the Cajun lemon sauce he has. Oh. My word. Massive. That's on Just Eat. Is it on Just Eat now, was it? Yeah, yeah. Um, unreal. Scampy. The scampy and the chips. The chips are heavy, aren't they? Little like crisps. They're sensational, man. Yeah, yeah. Or, I'm very uh, that now, I have to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you hear that? Yeah, what is it? I think that's Cubes trying to do DIY while I'm podcasting. The trollop. <laughs> Edit. <laughs> we won't. We won't. I'll be having words of her now when I get down here this evening. And then she'll listen back to the podcast. She'll hear the word trollop and that's it. The wedding's off. Be more keep texting uh, keep texting your other half to see if you can wear our Jordans at your wedding she's having absolutely none of it I thought I had her on the ropes about after text 3 I think I'm on about text 15 now and I thought text 3 I was like geez, I think I have her on the ropes here she might be she might be uh, open to this but no she's not open at all but I'll still keep going yeah look I mean she's she's very headstrong Pretty heads say that again. Uh, but I've I've no doubt that the the will of the people will 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 win, Graham. <laughs> we'll have the most styling and profile and footwear imaginable come yeah. June next year. I'll make I'll get custom air Jordans with Ric Flair on the on the tongue. Oh my God! Don't tell her that because she'll definitely disapprove. She'll, she won't have that. Maybe <laughs> killing. What we're talking, what we're talking about here, folks, is Danny's big day is next June. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's it. We finally set a date uh, after about um, four, four years of being engaged, I think. <laughs> and I'm honoured to be a groomsman. Thank you. Indeed. I'm delight, delighted that, uh, that you agreed. It was, it was a tough contract negotiation. I wasn't actually expecting there to be a contract, to be honest. <laughs> and I was, I was even more surprised when, when it was Gary Mackle that was representing you <laughs> in the negotiations. <laughs> oh, oh, God. God. Uh, yeah, man, yeah. I, I feel as though 
we'll get the Air Jordans across the line eventually. And if anybody anybody wants to to annoy uh, my lovely, lovely fiance, just tweet us and I'll make sure that she sees them. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Deadly. But uh, yeah, man, I, I think I think we'll leave it there. We 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 went through we'll leave it there. opinions. We've heard your trials and tribulations, which are always actually we actually talked about magnums. We did. did. Did you get your wheelchair service sorted out, or is that still a shit show? That's booked. But like, that fucking tweet got a lot of attention. And um, my tweet was in relation to I was in a meeting and work on Tuesday, nine to ten. The meeting was. And I needed to book a service on my chair. Our lovely mutual friend Mark Brock fixed my chair on Monday morning. And it's fine. But I just, I've had the chair three years in May and it should be getting yearly services and it hasn't had one. It's your Bose chair. And it hasn't had one. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I said to Mark, uh, or my dad maybe, I said, I'll just book a, a service anyway. And then, um, I'm out of the meeting and work and it's five past ten. I was like, ah, oh, bollocks. The bleeding line for, for booking the service through the HSE, the phone line is only uh, operating from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. And people, there's some people that interpret my tweet as a pandemic thing. And I was like, oh, things are getting pushed aside due to COVID. No, no, no. This line has been open nine to ten um, since I was a teenager. Yeah. As long as I remember this line, you have to ring for services, for applications of new wheelchair, for shower aids. This has only ever been open for an hour. And it's because the department, the occupational therapy department is underfunded by the government. So the occupational therapists are taking the line. And then after that, after 10, they're doing their orders and they're doing their field work and they're going to houses to see what people need. So People just need to relax. It's not a pandemic thing. It's a it's a thing down twenty plus years like and yeah, it, yeah, it's wrong because the service is underfunded. Yeah, yeah, that's what's going to have a monthly budget as well. So let's say if I was to order a new wheelchair, I'm better offering that department at the first week of the month because they have a monthly budget. Jesus. Yeah. And it's like Oh, we, we won't get you in this month, Graham. Will you try next month? Yeah. And you ring them the, the month after. And, and did you get, the, did, did I get, did I make it through this budget? No, you didn't. Can you give us a buzz next month? And that's how it works. Jesus, man. Yeah. It's a, it's a You have to fight for everything. Uh, yeah, it is. And, and people in wheelchairs in this country have to fight for everything. People with disabilities in this country have to fight for everything. And there's not really, like, unless you're a part of a disability service, Group, which I am and that I haven't been. I was a part of the Naval Ireland when I was about up until I was about eight or nine. And there's, there's lads I know that were up in Naval Ireland until they were 18. And they would be working as well as their kind of like their advocacy group and they would help them out. Um, and then unless you have that, you have to do it all yourself, which is fine. I chose to live an independent life of disability services. I didn't, I didn't per se need them. I could do it all myself. I could ring the OT and, and book a wheelchair. But sometimes during the, the recession, it was a shit show because you had to try and ring TDs to help you get an order of a wheelchair and all. Prior to that, it was a shit show in as far as like my service that I booked in 
this morning will have to be approved before the services even happen. And they'll say, yes, give them a service for this, that, and the other. So when the serviceman comes out to service the chair, I've only said that I want the two wheels looked at. If he'd since discovers that there's something wrong with the back wheel or the back axe or uh, axle or whatever, he'll have to put that in for a new service. But in the Celtic Tiger times, you didn't have to get approval. You would actually just get, the serviceman would come out and say, right, I'll order you this, that, and the other. And you'd get it before it was approved. <laughs> Jesus. It's mad, isn't it? Oh, it's mad. Ah, oh, it's mad it is. It's mad. It's yeah. mad. But yeah, it's, it's I, I was just like, I just thought it was a typical HSE team, you know, open for an hour. You have an hour daily to try and get an order in for something. But the occupation therapists are amazing. My OT is brilliant. Yeah. Um, always there for me. So uh, It seems that's the, the classic case, isn't it, that the, the problem is always either getting in the door or, or getting something there. But once you actually get in, the people that you deal with when you get in are brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, yeah. Like the OT department's brilliant. It's just the process to get to the OT department is shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, fingers crossed doesn't take you too long. Well, fingers crossed you make this month's budget, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know with services you should you should make them. Right. If you went to get a new, like my chair, Danny, was 4,600 euro. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised. It's probably came shipped to direct from Dalyman Park and everything else, so. <laughs> the, 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 the. <laughs> you really hate that, don't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if they the, gr- the green that I was that I I could have picked was too voluminous. Yeah, yeah. So you you, you went with your first love of balls colours. That's all right, man. If people want to listen to uh, all the previous episodes of this podcast, Mara, where can they do that? They can go to wtspod.com or they can search on any podcast provider by simply putting in WTS pod so search WTS pod on any podcast provider you can also check out our Twitter page at WTS pod Danny's at Banjo Murray on Twitter and Instagram I'm at Merida Mania on Twitter and Instagram and uh, that's pretty much it until next week that's it man clear eyes full hearts and lose too sweet